We are going to read the famous 10 that everybody should know. All right. Say again? Yeah, that's right. Well, kind of. <laughs> yep. Or right. Deuteronomy 5. <laughs> that's right. Yep. I am, not me, Yahuwah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim. Out of the house of bondage, you have no other mighty ones against my face. You do not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of which is in the heavens above, or which is in the earth beneath, or which is in the waters under the earth. You do not bow down to them, nor serve them, for I, Yahuwah, your Elohim, am a jealous El, visiting the crookedness of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving commitment to thousands to those who love me and guard my commandments." You do not bring the name of Yahuwah your Elohim to naught, for Yahuwah does not leave him unpunished who brings his name to naught. Guard the Shabbat day to set it apart as Yahuwah your Elohim commanded you. Six days you labor and shall do all your work, but the seventh day is a Shabbat of Yahuwah your Elohim. You do not do any work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your manservant, nor your female servant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any of your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates, so that your male servant and your female servant rest as you do. And you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Mitzrayim, and that Yahuwah your Elohim brought you out from there by a strong hand and outstretched arm. Therefore, Yahuwah your Elohim commanded you to perform the Sabbath day. Respect your father and your mother as Yahuwah your Elohim has commanded you so that your days are prolonged so that it is well with you on the soil that Yahuwah your Elohim is giving you. You do not murder, you do not commit adultery, you do not steal, and you do not bear false witness against your neighbor. You do not covet your neighbor's wife, nor do you desire your neighbor's house, his friend, or his field, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, his ox, his donkey, or whatever belongs to your neighbor. Deuteronomy 5.29, Oh, that they had such a heart in them to fear me and to guard all my commands always, so that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Thank you, Lee. My pleasure. All right. Yeah. Yah's loving boundaries. And uh, that's what uh, I would like to speak about today. Yah's loving boundaries. For him, uh, how, how we should treat him and how we should treat others as well. Now, in counseling, you hear a great deal about uh, boundaries spoken uh, because people, uh, that's what happens. Uh, basically, uh, sometimes we don't understand where the line is that we cross. Uh, and we end up offending one another. And then pride comes in and other things, and uh, it's like we have a big problem. Um, so, but uh, boundaries are, are not just a, uh, that's not just a, uh, a topic that is, um, uh, you know, uh, posh or, or, or basically what is uh, popular. Uh, what is a, a buzzword, uh, you know, in, in our modern world? There's always been a need for boundaries. Yah is an Elohim of boundaries. He introduced himself. He said, this is who I am. 
This is what my memorial is. Uh, this is what I expect from you. And uh, so it's, uh, it's very interesting how all that goes. Now, we as a people and growing up as Americans, uh, sometimes we have kind of gotten off and gotten the wrong idea uh, talking about, well, I have rights, you know. I can do this or I can do that. And uh, just get out of my way. <laughs> well, sadly, you know, uh, that's the way that we treat one another if we're not careful, even in our personal lives. Uh, I have rights. I'm going somewhere. You know, you, as long as you're helping me, as long as you're agreeing with me, then we're okay and we'll go together. But if not, well, get out of my way, you know. And it's just, uh, and, and I know, uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you don't know too many people like that. Hopefully you're not like that. And, uh, but uh, every once in a while I'll catch myself doing this. And uh, one of the uh, interesting ways uh, that we understand our perception or where we're at is when we're out driving. <clears throat> yeah. So here we are. Everybody is off to work or off to wherever they're going. And uh, so we, we get in our vehicle that says something about us because people identify with their vehicle so often. You know, uh, they buy this is the color I like. This is the body style I like. A lot of the time, anyway. Sometimes people just drive what they can, you know, and which I've been there before, too. Uh, but um, at any rate, here, off we are. We're, we're going off to work or wherever it is we're going. And if we're not careful, we, uh, we manifest that attitude. I'm going somewhere. And you're in my way. So as long as you drive the same fa uh, as fast as I do, we're okay. We're buddies. We're running buddies here. But if you slow down, uh, if you stay in the fast lane too long, or if um, you do some other unorthodox thing, then basically, what? Get, what? What? Get, move over. Yeah. You know, and we, we get all excited, and, and, and if we're not careful... Do we think that that manifests Yah's attitude that he wants us to have toward other people? It's a good question to ask ourselves as we're going along, you know. And uh, how do we, and <laughs> we, uh, some of the uh, brothers and sisters gave us uh, a decal to put on the back of my, my vehicle, and which I love it, you know, uh, the name of of Yah uh, in Paleo-Hebrew and the name of Yahusha in Paleo-Hebrew underneath it. And so, yeah, I'm proud of that. I like that. I'm not ashamed of it. But then I'll be going down the road and uh, it suddenly occurs to me, I'm a flag here. I am somebody that's proclaiming something. And so what am I proclaiming? Am I proclaiming the first message? Get out of my way. You know, I'm going to work. I'm late. Don't you know that? You know, <clears throat> or am I, uh, bless you, mister. I don't know who you are, uh, but I, I wish you well. And I hope you reach your destination safely uh, and that you accomplish what is needed. 
in your life. You know, uh, giving people a blessing as we go. Boundaries. Boundaries are important. I'd like for us to think about that for just a moment. What are boundaries? Boundaries bring protection, for one. Boundaries bring definition. They define things. This particular area, like if you own a house uh, or a farm, you know, uh, you have certain boundaries. And you're responsible for that. Limits. It also uh, speaks of limits. I can go this far, but not any further. It identifies. Boundaries helps identify. This is, this is my land, uh, or what I'm responsible before Yah with, and uh, this is what he's blessed me with, and so this is my land. Uh, warning. A uh, boundary can be a warning, especially, uh, you know, you, you put yourself in the people's position that are in war zones, uh, even with families. They have to know what the boundaries are uh, of uh, hidden things like minefields, for instance. It's good to know where the boundaries are, you know. Um, and sadly, we see young people in war zones like that that uh, basically don't know what the boundary is or don't respect the boundary, wander off in it. Maybe they just lost their football, and it's rolled off into an area. Well, i got to go get it. And then they run out there, and boom, you know. And there goes a leg, an arm, an eye, maybe their life. Boundaries can be a warning. Boundaries inform us. It helps us understand. Boundaries direct us. So, all of these things are important. Boundaries are everywhere we look. And uh, started off with Lee here and uh, uh, reading the uh, uh, ten words. Yah is an Elohim of boundaries. Yah's boundaries also, as you read the scripture, it explains our nature and what we're, uh, and what we're capable of and what we're not. It, it has revealed this whenever we were under those boundaries and people found that it's like their, their, uh, our, our sin nature takes us away from Yah. And uh, it's, it's uh, difficult. It makes us uh, at odds with Him. And Yah saw that. Isaiah uh, chapter uh, 59. I'll look at that in just a moment. Isaiah chapter 59. And he gets in and says, look, uh, the first verse, uh, Isaiah 59. I'll wait just a second there. 
Isaiah 59, look, the hand of Yahuwah has not become too short to save, nor his ear too heavy to hear. But your crookedness has separated you from your Elohim. And this is the message that Isaiah was presenting uh, and basically saying, uh, you know, look, my job is to point out what you're doing here and where you're, where you're getting off the track, where you've left the boundaries. And this is not a good thing. He says, your crookednesses have separated you from your Elohim, and your sins have hidden his face from you from hearing. For your hands have been defiled with blood, and your fingers with crookedness. Your lips have spoken falsehood, your tongue mutters unrighteousness. No one calls for righteousness. No one pleads for truth. They trust in emptiness and speak worthlessness, and they conceive trouble and bring forth wickedness. He goes on and has a very derogatory uh, uh, identification or explanation of, of the way the folks were and the way Yah viewed them. And uh, so he says, <clears throat> uh, uh, basically there, he says, transgressing in verse 13 down there, and being untrue to Yahuwah and turning away from our Elohim, speaking oppression and apostasy, conceiving and pondering words of falsehood from the heart. And right ruling is driven back, and righteousness stands far off, for truth has fallen in the street, and right is unable to enter, and the truth is lacking, and whoever turns away from evil makes himself a prey. And Yahweh saw, and it displeased him, that there was no right ruling. And he saw that there was no man, and was astonished that there was no intercessor. So his own arm saved for him, and his righteousness upheld him. And he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and a helmet of deliverance on his head. And he put on garments of vengeance for clothing, and wrapped himself with ardor as a mantle. According to their deeds, so he repays. Wrath to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, he repays recompense to the coastlands. And so basically, he, he goes on and, uh, and speaks of this, but the gist of that, to what I'm getting at, was that when we came into contact with Yah's boundaries, and people, oh, it's too much, it's too much, you know, uh, was the assessment that people had. It's too hard, it's too hard to, to walk with Yah and to please Him. We, we, we need to do what we want to do. We, we want to do that. So we're going to do that. And that was basic, the basic message of ancient Israel at that time. Until the point where Yah assessed it all and he said, these people just can't. They're not able. I myself will bring a solution. And uh, he, he came and presented. <laughs> And presented, uh, he came and presented the solution. Okay, so let's look at uh, Jeremiah four four. Jeremiah chapter four and verse four.
Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 4 says, Circumcise yourselves unto Yahuwah, and take away the foreskin of your hearts, you men of Yehuda and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my wrath come forth like fire and burn with none to quench it because of the evil of your deeds. So basically, Yah's pointing it out and saying, look, there has to be a fundamental change in your heart. Now, I will bring the help that you need. But there has to be a circumcision, a correction done in, in, your, in each of our hearts before we can uh, use what Yah has, has worked. Let's look at Galatians chapter 2. We jump over to the Brit Hakadassah. Um, Galatians chapter 2. <clears throat> yeah. Galatians 2. Starting at verse 15. And says, we Yahudim, by nature, and not of the nations, sinners, knowing that a man is not declared right by works of Torah, but through belief in Yahushua Messiah, even as we have believed in Messiah Yahushua in order to be declared right by belief in Messiah, and not by works of Torah, because by works of Torah, no flesh shall be declared right. And if while seeking to be declared right by Messiah, we ourselves also are found sinners, is Messiah then a servant of sin? Let it not be. For if I rebuild what I once overthrew, I establish myself a transgressor. For through Torah, I died to Torah in order to live to Elohim. I have been impaled with Messiah, and I no longer live, but Messiah lives in me. And that which I now live in the flesh, I live by belief in the Son of Elohim who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the favor of Elohim, for if righteousness is through Torah, then Messiah died for nothing. So the point being here, and it's important that we understand this, because this is where one of the divisions come with our brothers and sisters, uh, that, uh, or uh, with those that were formerly brothers and sisters and have chosen to go away from Messiah. And they basically uh, uh, take the assumption here that Paul is saying that the Torah is that we're not obligated to uh, uh, follow the instructions of Yah. But he's not saying that at all. That's not how we receive our righteousness. We receive the righteous standing with Yah by belief in Messiah, by belief in what he accomplished for us at the stake. And then our hearts being, uh, uh, we, we are, it is our place to fall on the stone, so to speak, as the scriptures say, to come to Messiah voluntarily and to offer ourselves up, to fall on the stone, to be broken, that our sin nature that was at odds with him uh, before when there was just us and Torah 
we would hear what was good and we'd say, yes, it's good, but I don't want to do it. And so Messiah came. He made it possible for when we believe on Him and realize what He's done for us, then that brings a heart change for us that we can say, I no longer want to live according to my own thoughts, my own direction, but I want to live like He wants me to do. And so I basically, in effect, die to myself. And so um, that's what Paul is talking about here. And so the boundary lines that were laid down in Torah are still valid, and they still apply to us today. And uh, so it's very important uh, that, that we understand. Uh, Yah put these boundaries there for a reason. And Messiah, it's interesting. Messiah, in, in what he did, he demonstrated that he is Elohim, that he came and said, this is the way to go. He was all about boundaries. He, he said, let your yes be yes and your no be no, you know, and uh, so that way it's not a confusing thing. It's not a maybe or this or that or something else. He was all about boundaries. And so uh, it's important. And he laid out very specifically what he requires of those who come to him and how we can be blessed by his spirit coming in us. Let's look at Micah chapter 6 and starting at verse 6. Micah, one of the minor prophets. Micah chapter 6, starting in verse 6, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's always been a, a favorite of mine. There are certain passages that just seem to stand out, and this one particular, Micah 6, 6 through 8, says, With what shall I come before Yahuwah, and bow myself before the high Elohim? Shall I come before him with ascending offerings, with calves a year old? Is Yahweh pleased with thousands of rams or ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my being? He has declared to you, O man, what is good, and what does Yahweh require of you but to do right and to love loving commitment? And to walk humbly with our Elohim. There's that word again, or that uh, phrase that uh, I've often used uh, called uh, loving commitment. And that explains our relationship with Yah. That's what He's looking for in us. He's looking for loving commitment, He's looking for the desire. Uh, in us to, to walk with Him, to love Him.
He's not about torture. Yah does not desire uh, the, uh, the hurt of people. He doesn't desire to try to make us do something. He wants us to do that, to love Him and to serve Him voluntarily. And that's where that phrase, loving commitment, comes in. And that explains to a T what it's like to come to Messiah. When we hear about Him and we hear that Yah loved us, He sent His Son, His Son came, and He manifested who He was, and then He basically, He gave His life, He laid His life down, that was the cup that He drank, that we might be saved, that we might have redemption. And we hear about that, and it's like, it, I don't know, for some people it takes longer, uh, others less. But uh, it's, you know, when, when we realize what He has done, it's like there's a, a humbling that happens. And that's the only way that I know to say that, basically. We reject we reject boundaries because when we, uh, b- before we come to Messiah, because it's like, hey, I want to do what I want to do. But then we see the beauty of Messiah's life and how he laid his life down, how he submitted to the Father, and he said, Father, your will be done, not my will, but yours. And then he's called us to follow him and to take on uh, identification with him, to receive his spirit and to walk it out. And so it is. That is what enables us to keep the boundaries, to stay in the boundaries that he has made for us, that Yah proclaimed, and that Messiah, when he came, He defined, and he said, look, I was there. I am the Torah of Moshe, you know, uh, basically in effect, and I will uh, accomplish what I came to do. He came and proclaimed these things, but basically he laid the way out for us, and he, he defined the boundary for us to walk in. And so it's up to us to lay hold of that. Now, King David, he had an assessment of walking in uh, loving commitment with Yah. And in uh, Psalm chapter 16, Psalm 16 It's interesting to hear him, the way he puts things. And he says, uh, starting in verse 1, Psalm chapter 16, Guard me, O El, for I have taken refuge in you. I have said to Yahuwah, you are Yahuwah. I have no good beside you. As for the set-apart ones who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. And isn't that true? 
brothers and sisters, for us. It's like we, you can sense who follows Messiah, who has received Yah's boundaries through Messiah and are seeking to walk that out. You can see it. You can sense it in how people speak, in how people treat one another. And it makes us feel a kinship with them. It's like you're drawn to them. And that's even King David in looking to the time when Messiah would come, when the redemption of Yah would manifest itself and the righteousness of Yah would become plain. And he says, as for the set-apart ones who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Now, last week we spoke of being set apart, and that's what Yah expects from us. But just like Yahushua said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's not a hard thing whenever our heart is in it. It's not hard to stay in Yah's boundaries. But it's a joy because we see benefit coming to those around us, to our families, even to ourselves. We see great benefit whenever we stay in Yah's boundaries and follow the boundaries that Yahusha corrected, you know, uh, that uh, where the nation had gotten away from him. Verse 4 in chapter 16, the sorrows of those who run after another one are increased. And that, that makes me fearful for those that have, have left Messiah, that have listened to a demonic message that you have no redemption in Messiah. And so therefore, what's left? They've got to be perfect. They've got to keep the law in totality. Otherwise, they're toast. The sorrows of those who run after another one are increased. I would not pour out their drink offerings of blood, nor take up their names on my lips. I know some of the brothers here, we were talking this morning uh, uh, when uh, we, we first came in uh, about all of this. We not only don't take up the, ne- the, the demon gods' names that they're following or these uh, entities who claim to know what they're doing and are, are coaxing people off of the path of following Messiah. We not only stay away from that, but people who turn away from Messiah, what does that mean? They're rejecting those things that we are drawn to. And so basically, choosing to live in a lie, choosing to elevate themselves with pride, with arrogance, basically, in the face of Yah, I don't need your redemption plan. 
You can keep it, yeah. I'm establishing my own. Wow. That's what it sounds like is being said. Yahuwah, verse 5 of chapter 16, is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You uphold my lot. Boundary lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. And that's what each one of you in here today can say. Thank you, Yah. Thank you that in my little square here of life that you have helped me to understand what your boundaries are and how to walk with you in peace, in joy, in love, in kindness, in patience, in gentleness. All of these things, nothing to be regretted of. Giving us the, the opportunity to live life in such a fashion that when the time comes, and which it all will, that we lay our head down, not to get up again, we can do so with no regrets, with absolute certainty that we are safe in the Father's hands. Boundary lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Indeed, a good inheritance is mine. And so everybody that can say that is, uh, uh, can, can agree with King David here and say, Thank you, Father. Thank you that you have given me a good inheritance. I may not have a lot of money. I may not have a nice sports car or a, an airplane, or I may not have, you know, whatever else uh, material-wise that your heart desires. But if you have Him, you have everything that you need. He goes on and says, verse 7, I bless Yahuwah who has given me counsel. My kidneys also instruct me in the nights. Yah speaks to us. He does guide us. And it's funny how that works. When our mind gets calm, what does that say? Shouldn't we have times of getting calm before Yah to where He can speak to us even in the day? And that's how we should be. We should be seeking His, his input, His presence. There was an old... Uh, monk, if you will, uh, back in, uh, 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 named Brother Lawrence. That's what he was known as. And, uh, and now I understand, but this was, he did what he could. He took the message of the Hebrew Messiah and he applied it and he walked it out the best that he understood it. But he said, you must practice the presence of Yah. He said, you, by faith, you receive him. You, re, you believe he's with me. You believe his word. And so you lay hold of that. And you say, thank you, Father. And so you still yourself. You calm yourself. And when something comes up, a direction 
that uh, question that you have, it's like, Father, what do I do here? How do I honor you in this situation? What's your desire? And so we practice his presence by looking to him, by calming ourselves so that he can speak to us, so we can hear, actually. And so, and so it is. Uh, he instructs us. He's looking for us to calm ourselves before him. He's in verse 8. David says, I have set Yahuwah always before me because he is at my right hand. I am not shaken. What will you be called to go through? Each one of us have a, has a different walk. But it, and each one of us may have a challenge, you know, that Yah allows into our lives. Will we be shaken? If we've laid hold of Him, have we laid hold of Him and we're not letting go, we can go through the things that Yah presents in our lives. Otherwise, Yah, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. The shaken is already starting. We're starting to see some of the starts of it, and so it is. Uh, we, we can have confidence in Yah if we've laid hold of Him and are walking with Him. Verse 9, therefore my heart was glad and my esteem rejoices. My flesh also dwells in safety, for you do not leave my being in Sheol. Neither let your lovingly committed one see corruption. You show me the path of life. In your presence is joy to satisfaction. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so it is, guys. We can have all of this that King David talked about here. Sure, you might not be a king of a country, but you have the opportunity to serve the king of the universe. You have the opportunity to serve him today in what you do. And so all these things are important. So that was David's assessment. That's his boundary lines he's talking about. He says, that's my inheritance. Can you say that today? In your heart, think about that, guys. This is something to take home and to think about during the week. Have I, is Yah my inheritance? Am I walking with Him in His loving commitment? With Yahshua, you know, have I received Him? Am I obeying Him and seeking to walk out this life? Psalm 17, let's look at that. Many of these psalms set forth Yah's boundaries, and they teach us and give us courage and strength. Hear righteousness, Yahuwah, 
Listen to my cry. Verse 1. Give ear to my prayer from lips without deceit. Yah doesn't care to be lied to. We need to watch ourselves. Do we, is our yes, yes before Yah and our no, no? Do we commit? Are we truthful with Him? It's a good question to ask ourselves. Let my right ruling go out from your presence. Let your eyes see what is straight. You have examined my heart. You have visited me in the night. You have tried me. You find I have not schemed. My mouth would not transgress. As for the deeds of men, by the word of your lips, I have kept myself from the paths of the destroyer. My steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. I have called on you, for you answer me, O L. Incline your ear to me. Hear my speech. Let your loving commitment be distinguished. You who save by your right hand those who take refuge from those who rise up. Guard me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. From the face of the wrong who ravage me, from deadly enemies who surround me, they are enclosed in their own fat. They speak proudly with their mouths. They have now surrounded us in our steps. They set their eyes to cast us to the ground, like a lion who is eager to tear his prey, and as a young lion crouching in cover. Arise, O Yahuwah, confront him, cause him to bend, deliver my being from the wrong by your sword, from men by your hand, O Yahuwah, from men of the world whose portion is in this life. Do you have a barn full of stuff, guys? Do you have treasure houses, treasure rooms? Are you, are you saving up for the future so you can live out your golden years? You got, is your 401 in, in order? You know, your, your, uh, all of your financial picture? Or are you trusting in Yah? Is He your storehouse? Money is fleeting. And all these other things that we set our eyes on and that the world tells us are so important. It comes and it goes. But it's not to be depended on. Yah is. The boundary lines that he has set. It's important. He says, he goes on and says there uh, in uh, chapter, or, uh, uh, chapter 17, verse 15, As for me, let me see your face in righteousness. I am satisfied to see your appearance when I awake. Now that's something, guys, that is worth, worth keeping, worth hanging on to, worth uh, saying, I have a treasure. And tell people about it. 
I believed on Yahusha. And he's come in, and his spirit has helped me and given me boundary lines and guidelines for me to walk that I might have a life of no regrets, a life that's a blessing to people instead of a curse. That's treasure. That's what we need to lay hold of. That's what we need to keep hold of, guys. Boundary lines, the right boundary lines. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who shall not walk in the counsel of the wrong and shall not stand in the path of sinners and shall not sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the Torah of Yahuwah and he meditates in his Torah day and night. For he shall be as a tree planted by the rivers of water that yields its fruit in its season, and his leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. The wrong are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind blows away. Therefore the wrong shall not rise in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For Yahweh knows the ways of the righteous, but the way of the wrong comes to nothing. Boundaries demand respect. Boundaries demand respect. We respect each other's boundaries, don't we? We try to, you know. We don't throw our... The stuff we don't want over in somebody else's yard. Or we don't take our trash down the road and, and uh, to our neighbor's farm and throw it out in his ditch. Do we? Hopefully not. I have seen people do this, though. And it's like no care, no concern about that. Respect. Boundaries demand respect, while rebellion respects no boundaries. Rebellion is bent on having its own way regardless of the consequences. Because I want to do it. I will to do it. Yah desires to help us and you know, look, what kind of a war would it be if we all practiced that? Running over each other, you know, and, and treating each other with disregard, disrespect. It would be a sad place to live. There's enough of that going on in the world the way that it is. Rebellion leads us down the wrong road. Uh, looking at uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Boundary lines. I remember when I was a kid, we had an alfalfa field that was up to the east. That was the eastern pasture. 
And it was the premier pasture that we had. And so we would grow hay on that. Uh, and all because uh, we had a dairy farm. And so uh, that, was, that was the best pasture. Well, our neighbor thought so too. And I was just a little kid when this controversy came up, but uh, the, the fence that was between our alfalfa field and his field that he had, he had a, a, a slice of land going up through there. Uh, and uh, he said, oh, I'll take care of the fence because my dad uh, was also a truck driver. And so us, us kids were home doing the milk and, and dad was off driving the truck. Well, he came home to see this fence that the neighbor was doing. And he had his post driven 10 feet over into our alfalfa field. Dad had discovered the, uh, 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 the um, surveyor's pin, a metal pin that was driven in, and 10 feet over onto our land. And this guy's just going away, just like, you know, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, oh, no, this is my land, you know. And he thought by his loud voice and his uh, forceful manner that he was going to just step in and take part of our alfalfa field, which was a huge part. And uh, <laughs> Dad, <laughs> yeah, he pointed out the fallacy of the guy's thinking, and uh, it, it was a little hot, a little heated there. Uh, and uh, I remember I had followed him over in the field, and I was listening to all this going on. And uh, basically, the fence got put back in line with the surveyor's pen then. But it was just a little example. And why the guy didn't think to, uh, to, to go with the survey pen, but he just felt like it was right because he thought that this is where the boundary ought to be. Interesting. Another example, uh, I was, as a young, uh, young man, I had moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I was taking care uh, of a house. A guy had asked me, well, I'll reduce your rent here if you can help me out. Dig some post holes here for a fence. So I'm working away digging these post holes. And the uh, elderly woman who lived next there, she comes over there, and I'm just digging away and putting the dirt out, you know, like I would if when I was on the farm. I'd just come. I was not a city boy. I was not used to the postage stamp idea. And uh, I was used to people figuring you knew what you were doing, so okay, let's go with this, you know. I thought she would be grateful or thankful that there was a, a good, nice new fence going in. But first thing she did was light into me. Oh, you're getting dirt on my lawn. You know, and I'm looking at it, and, and I, I'm amazed. You know, it's like I thought she was teasing me at first. And uh, no, she wasn't. She was serious about it, you know. You got dirt on my lawn on a two-foot by three-foot section here. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I said, well, ma'am, I'm sorry. You know, 
I will fix that. I'll make sure it's all cleaned up and all the little grasses, you know, they'll be fine. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. She didn't even have a dog to do its job on it, you know. So it's like, I don't know why, she, you know, she was all upset. But boundary lines, we run into these things all the time, and we need to respect one another's boundaries. And I should have talked to her before I put the dirt on her side. The problem was there was no room on the other side for me to put it. So at any rate, that's how it went. Boundary lines. 2 Corinthians 6. Second Corinthians chapter 6, starting at verse 14. Second Corinthians 6, 14. And Elohim, who raised up the master, shall also raise us up through his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Messiah? Oh, that's 1 Corinthians. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought, that doesn't look familiar. Okay. 1 Corinthians 6, 14, or 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Do not become unevenly yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness and lawlessness? And what fellowship has light with darkness? And what agreement has Messiah with Belial? Or what part does a believer have with an unbeliever? And what union has the dwelling place of Elohim with idols? For you are a dwelling place of the living Elohim. As Elohim has said, I shall dwell in you and walk among them. And I shall be their Elohim, and they shall be my people. Therefore come out from among them, and be separate, says Yahuwah, and do not touch what is unclean. And I shall receive you, and I shall be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says Yahuwah the Almighty. Having then these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of the flesh and spirit perfecting set-apartness in the fear of Elohim. So let's respect Yah's desires here. He has given us definition. He has given us a boundary to work with here. This is what I expect from you. Set yourselves apart. So that you can be my sons and daughters. And that's how I'll look at you. That's how I'll walk with you. I will dwell in them, he says. Awesome. Okay. Let's look at Romans chapter 8. Romans 8. Starting at uh, verse 1, Romans 8. All too often, we take a, a stance that we forget Yah's concerned about what goes on in the heart. He, he doesn't just want outward things. 
Oh, I went to Shabbat. Aren't I good? Or, oh, I, uh, you know, I uh, wear zit zit. Or I do different things, you know, and uh, people uh, see that I am, that I follow Yah. I'm serving Yah. And yeah, those things are important that He's called us to do. But the most important thing is what goes on inside. Do we overlook what's going on inside? Is there a tempest, like they say, in the teapot that's inside us? Or is there peace? Romans 8. If we believed on the Hebrew Messiah, His Spirit has come into us. Romans 8, chapter 1, uh, verse 1. There is then now no condemnation to those who are in Messiah Yahushua, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the Torah of the Spirit of the life in Messiah Yahushua has set me free from the Torah of sin and death. For the Torah, being powerless in that it was weak, because of our flesh, or because of the flesh through the flesh, Elohim, having sent His own Son in the likeness of flesh of sin, and concerning sin, condemned sin in the flesh. The Scripture says, He laid on Him the sin of us all. So that the righteousness of the Torah should be completed in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh. Now think about this. If you remember anything during this week, think about this. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the matters of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit the matters of the Spirit. Very important boundary here that He's given us. Do we set, do we, are we concerned about what our Master desires? Do we have an ear to hear? Is our ear attentive to, to His voice? Is our eye on him. If he if he were standing here today, would would we be fixed on him? You know, not distracted by this or that or whatever, but just like a little terrier dog, you know. <clears throat> you know, just looking at it ready to <clears throat> you know, just totally focused. That's the place of blessing. Fixing our minds on Him. Have we set our minds on the desires of the Spirit? In James chapter 4, he tells us, he says, the Spirit is jealous over you. He desires you. He doesn't want to share you with demons. But He desires you to receive Him and to walk with Him. Have we set our minds on the Spirit? 
For the mind of the flesh is death, in verse 6. But the mind of the Spirit is life and peace. Because the mind of the flesh is enmity toward Elohim, for it does not subject itself to the Torah of Elohim, neither indeed is it able. And those who are in the flesh are unable to please Elohim. Sad that people would give up Messiah and, t- and basically tell him, like the nation state of Israel back in the day, uh, whenever uh, uh, the uh, Yah's word explains how all of that happened, they were following. They, they were they were worshiping demon gods. They were uh, doing all kinds of things, and then they would come and seek to worship Yah too. Yah says, "I'm not interested." Could somebody please just shut my doors so that they won't come in and trample my house? He desires our whole heart. He desires our, our whole being. And the, the, uh, the story goes in how it happened that it says that the Spirit of Yah rose up and came out of the Holy of Holies and left through the eastern gate. And that it went up and there on the Mount of Olives and turned back. And what? Did the people even know? Were they even concerned? All of that in Jeremiah's day and how all of that happened. How sad to go away from Messiah. And so it was that, that the Spirit of Yah left them. And all that was left, guys, was a mourning. And Yah said to Jeremiah, Cut off your hair and throw it away. And, and begin to grieve because judgment is coming. And destruction will happen. Stuff that you'd never want to lay eyes on. Without the Spirit of Yah, we are lost. And so for those who would reject Yah's Redeemer, for those who would reject the Messiah, and the Spirit leaves and turns... Why? Why would you reject me? Why would you leave? I only want the good things for you. I only want the best. Eternal life, peace, joy, courage. We need to set our minds on what Yah's Spirit desires. It goes on in in verse 9. He says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of Elohim dwells in you, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Messiah, this one is not his. And if Messiah is in you, the body is truly dead on account of sin. But the Spirit is life on account of righteousness. 
And if the spirit of him who raised Yahushua from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Messiah from the dead shall also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit dwelling in you. What a promise, guys. What a, what a promise. Verse 12, so then, brothers, we are not debtors to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of Elohim, these are sons of Elohim. So I want to close with uh, this. I want to look at uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, a favorite that we keep quoting. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I call upon you, therefore, brothers, through the compassion of Elohim, to present your bodies a living offering, set apart, well-pleasing to Elohim, your reasonable worship. That's how we can worship Him reasonably, according to His boundaries. That's what He desires. That's how we do it. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you prove what is that good and well-pleasing and perfect desire of Elohim. So guys, let's seek to remain in the boundary lines that Yah has given us. Let's seek to love Him, to walk with Him, and to accomplish the things that, uh, that He desires through our lives, because He has a will and a purpose for each one of us. Let's don't disappoint him. Father, we call on you in the name of Yahusha, and we thank you, Father, for what you have done. Help us, Father, to recognize your boundaries. To not be foolish, to not be slack, but help us to recognize that giving of ourselves and laying our life down, our will down, that your will would be accomplished in our lives is a good and a beautiful thing. And it gives us hope. It gives us peace. It gives us life. So, Father, thank you. Teach us now, Father, I pray. Apply these things to our hearts, we ask. And as we seek to worship you, we pray, Father, that make these things clear in Yahushua's name. Amen. stand together and let's worship Yah alone together. Praise Yah. Praise Yah. Praise Yah.
All right, everyone. As we uh, as we do to get ourselves ready to worship, maybe we need to stretch a little bit. I don't know. Ooh. Raise our hands up. Well, let's let's raise our hands up. Let's raise our hands up. And on the count of three, I want us to give the loudest hallelujah we can, okay? And I know my baby's sleeping right now, so this is a little unfortunate. But it's okay. It's, this is what we do. We do this because we want to we want to worship you out together. We want to get ourselves ready to go, okay? We love you, Father Yah. We lift up a hallelujah as loud as we can. Ready? One, two, three. There is a wrestling in our soul that longs to know our greater tone. As we wander in the wilderness, we lift a cry up to receive His rest. Oh, who is our Elohim? Oh, His voice is calling. Oh, His Israel, lay down your vitals. Bow to Yahuwah, let us come to Mount Zion and praise Him alone. Oh, Israel, lay down your idols. And bow to Yahuwah, let us come to Mount Zion to praise Him alone. There is a wrestling, here we go. There is a wrestling in our soul that longs to know our greater don't. As we wander in the wilderness, we lift our cry up to receive his rest. Oh, who is our Elohim? His voice is calling. Let me hear you sing. Come on. Oh, Israel, lay down your idols. And bow to Yahuwah. Let us come to Mount Zion. And praise Him alone. Oh, Israel, lay down your idols. To Yahweh, let us come to Mount Zion and praise Him alone. Yeah, we'll praise Him alone. We praise the El of Yaakov. Who was and is and is to come? We praise the El of Yaakov, who gave his one and only Son to make us free and forgiven. Oh, we praise, we 
Praise the El of Yaakov. Oh, we praise the El of Yaakov, who was and is and is to come. We praise the El of Yaakov, who gave his one and only Son to make us free and forgive us. Oh, we praise, we praise the El of Yaakov. Oh, Israel, lay down your idols and bow to Yahweh. Let us come to Mount Zion and praise Him alone. Oh, Israel, lay down your idols and bow to Yahuwah. Let us come to Mount Zion and praise Him alone. Yeah, we'll praise Him alone. Father, He leads us from the desert through the water, protected by the King in His kingdom. We declare in His love there is freedom. Apart from the Father, He leads us through the desert from the water, protected by the King in His kingdom. We declare in His love there is freedom. Praise, praise you, Abba. We love you, love you, Abba. Oh, praise, praise, praise you, Abba. For you are good. For you are good. There is no good apart from the Father. How great to be called sons and daughters. Heaven's riches in life we inherit. Soaked in love to the bone we declare it. 
Praise, praise, praise you, Abba. Yes, we love you, love you, Abba. Oh, praise, praise, praise you, Abba. For you are good. For you are good. So good. So good. For you are good. So good. So good. There is no one good. There is no one good. Apart from you, Abba, there is no one good, there is no one good apart from you, Abba. There is no one good, there is no one good apart from you, Abba. Come on. There is no one good, there is no one good apart from you. Oh, praise, praise, praise you, Abba. Yes, we praise you, love you, love you, Abba. Oh, praise, praise, praise you, Abba. For you are good, for you are. Praise, praise, praise you, Abba. Oh, we love you, love you, Abba. Oh, praise, praise, praise you, Abba. For you are good. For you are good, so good, so good. Yes, who we are, yes, who you are good, so good, so good. Praise ya. Lost are saved, find their way at the sound of your great name. All condemned, feel no shame at the sound of your great name. Oh, every fear. Has no place at the sound of your great name. The enemy, he has to leave at the sound of your great name. Yahshua, come on. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain for us. Son of Yah and man, you are high and lifted up. And all the world will praise your great name. And all the weak find their strength at the sound. Your great name, 
hungry souls receive grace at the sound of your great name and the fatherless they find their rest at the sound of your great name and the sick are healed and the dead are raised at the sound of your great name Yahshua worthy is the lamb that was slain for us son of Yah and man you are high and lifted up that all the world will praise your great name your great name it's your great name redeemer my healer yah almighty defender my savior you are my king redeemer my healer yah almighty defender my savior you are my king redeemer my healer yah almighty Savior, you are my King. Yeshua, worthy is the Lamb that was slain for us. Son of Yah and man, and you are high and lifted up. Come on, proclaim it. All the world will praise your great name. Yeshua. Yahshua, worthy is the Lamb that was slain for us. Son of Yah and man, and you are high and lifted up. That all the world will praise your great name. Oh, your great name. Yes, your great name, oh, your great name, Yahshua, worthy is the Lamb that was slain for us. He's the son of Yah and man, and you are high and lifted up. And all the world will praise your great name. Let's sing it. Yes, your great name. Yes, your great name. Praise Yah. I love that song. 
Man, worthy is the lamb that was slain for us. Son of Yah and man, you are high and lifted up that all the world will praise your great name. Praise be to Yah Most High. We thank you for your son, Yeshua HaMashiach. your name at the mountain you made our home consisting of glimmering stones as you sit upon your throne you are worthy of honor and glory and praise your ways they are wonderful oh yeah you are good so, so good. We will sharpen our souls with your word, and the nations will bow to you. We passed over the waters, your justice unfolds. Your rulings are faithful and true. You're the same yesterday and tomorrow and today. Your promises made new, oh, yeah, you are good. Yes, yes, you're so, so good. Come on. Blessing and honor and glory and power forever and ever, amen. Oh, yeah, you are good. Yes, yes, so, so good. Blessing and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Oh, yeah, you are good. So good. So, so good. You have taken us into your arms. Oh, Father, we cling to you. You are writing your words on our hearts, permitting us to know you. You are faithful and loving and righteous and true. Every knee will bow to you. Oh, yeah, you are good. You're so, so So, so good. We sing blessing. Oh, blessing and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Oh, yeah, you are good. Oh, it's so, so good. Oh, we sing blessing. Yeah. Blessing and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, you are good. We proclaim 
You're so, so good. Sing it one more time. Blessing. Oh, blessing and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Oh, yeah, you are good. Yes, you're so, so good. Yes, so yeah, you are good. You're so, so good. Yes, so yeah, you are good. You're so, so good. Yes, so yeah, you are good. You're so, so We will gather and lift up your name at the mountain you made our home. Consisting of glimmering stones as you sit upon your throne. So, so good. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are good. It's so, so good. We could proclaim this all day. Yes, yeah, you are good. It's so, so good. Yes, oh, yeah. Father, yeah, we just are so thankful. So thankful for your son, Yeshua HaMashiach. Who came to this earth, perfect and spotless in all he did. Who took upon himself the sin of the world. There's no one else in all creation that could have ever done that except for your son, Yeshua HaMashiach. As it was prophesied in Isaiah 53, that he would take upon the sin of the world. And with the tears in his skin, by his stripes, we have been healed. He bore our, our guilt, the debt of which we could never pay. And as his blood poured out, we were forgiven, and our atonement has been made, and we have access to the Father forever through him. Oh, Father, yeah, I pray that every one of us would rely upon you, that we would come to you in our weariness, in our sorrows, in our joy, in our thanksgiving, so we would come before you in every season of our lives and trust in you, that we would not seek our own understanding, but that we would rely fully on you. You are gathering us right now as living stones to build your church. And we thank you, Father, for gathering us. We thank you, Father, for bringing us here. Would you please continue to pour out your spirit upon us and lead us in truth and righteousness without fear, doubt, or worry. Would you build up our faith so that we would be strong against the enemy. We love you, Father, yeah. And it's in your Kodesh name, your powerful and holy name we pray. Amen.
All right. Well, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, we're, we're marked any which way we go, <laughs> so that's good. Uh, needs to be something simple for a simple guy like me. It's like, what, where? I don't know. <laughs> Somehow. Well, guys, thank you for your patience, your love. It's a joy to be a part of you. And so we just want to be, we want to gather and, uh, and to be thankful for the things that uh, Yah has done. And uh, so we're doing that together. Pretty soon we're going to have some food here. Uh, and so we're going to line up and get ready.